0: Federation Scotland is an industry-funded trade association representing food and drink businesses of all sizes, from Scottish family businesses through to global brands. We are a division of the UK trade association, the Food and Drink Federation. I'm Kat Hay, Policy Manager at FDF Scotland and I'm interested in everything from diet and health to innovation to net zero. Today I'm talking about something that I'm personally very passionate about, making sure that we can avoid good food going to waste. Some of you may know that I previously worked at Zero Waste Scotland, helping food manufacturers to reduce food waste. And so I'm particularly delighted this week to be joined by a former colleague, Ilva Hagland. Ilva, can you introduce yourself? I mean, tell the listeners a bit about Zero Waste Scotland and tell them about the programme you're leading. Hi, Kat. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Um,
1: Well, Zero Waste Scotland exists to drive down waste and to lead Scotland to use products and services responsibly. And we're focusing on where we can have the greatest impact on climate change. So for that very reason, reducing food waste is one of our priorities. And I'm a sector manager on our food and drink team. And my main priority in terms of work since the, a few months back is redistribution of surplus food. And um, basically how we can make sure that more good food goes to people before it become waste.
0: Perfect. Very succinct as well. I mean, one of the things that struck me when we were planning this podcast was that I think a lot of people have very different ideas about what food redistribution is as a concept. So can you explain what you mean by food redistribution to the listeners? Yeah, I mean, food only becomes waste when it no longer complies with food
1: safety or hygiene requirements. So basically, food redistribution or surplus food redistribution is the process by which surplus food that would otherwise have ended up in the bin, basically, is instead made available to people and organizations who can use it. I mean, ideally, of course, you, you have no waste in the first place. <laughs> um, as we know, that's just not always possible. Um, so redistributing this food is a way of ensuring that it doesn't go to waste. And of course, it has the added benefit as well of supporting communities who are in need of food, especially
0: at the moment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think COVID has put into sharp focus just how vulnerable some people in our communities are and how in need of support they are. Tell us about what kind of food are we talking about here? Um,
1: pretty much anything. It could be returns to the manufacturer because the retailer uh, have changed the packaging or the branding. Um, cancelled orders of course have some faults that have got nothing to do with the quality of the food so where it's perfectly safe and edible but just wouldn't pass certain standards those are some of the more they're common reasons for having surplus foods and yes really any any foods it can be more difficult sometimes to redistribute certain types of food because there isn't a, the same demand perhaps but essentially any food that is good food
0: yeah and even we're not talking about tinned products going to a food bank here we're talking about potentially chilled food or frozen food that can be redistributed to people fresh produce as well i suppose
1: yes so obviously that comes with you know more consideration needs to be then taken to you know that whoever receives it needs to have the proper facilities that they need to have the freezers and so on or there needs to be but all that can be certainly you know arranged and there's there's normally always someone um who can take your produce
0: yeah definitely and i think that's what people always think is there's always somebody that needs that. Um, where does food yeah. go at the moment? I mean, I visit a lot of member companies and sometimes I see particular products at certain parts of the process. I think surely, surely somebody needs that. So where does that go just now? Well, worst case scenario, it goes to landfill. Where it will set
1: about to contribute to climate change quite quickly because food waste, if it goes to landfill, it will start to emit methane. Gas, very, very... Quickly, and that is an incredibly powerful gas, very harmful to the environment. So that's the worst-case scenario. Best case, I suppose, it goes to some kind of recycling facility, mm-hmm. uh, or oh, that could be composting. It could be anaerobic digestion. Uh, if there's a plant nearby that that will take the food, and if you do send it to ana- anaerobic digestion, of course, you can get nice. Products such as heat and gas to produce heat and power, and also fertilizer. But really, what we want to do is to avoid creating that waste in the first place because, of course, also a loss uh, a monetary loss. And then, in terms of this work around redistribution, let's make sure that the good food goes to people first if that's a possibility.
0: Yeah, definitely. And as I said earlier, it's something that I'm personally very passionate about. I think that food and drink manufacturers in this country put so much care and time and the best of ingredients the food is safe and it's authentic and it's nutritious so it should be going to the people why do you think this is not being redistributed at the moment what's stopping that food getting back to people rather than to say anaerobic digestion or composting well i mean i guess worth pointing out that we have seen an increase
1: in redistribution to people in the last few years so research that was done before um covid a couple of years ago Showed that there's around 200,000 tons of food in retail and manufacture alone that could be redistributed that is currently going to waste. That would include like recycling and so on. And sure. um, so we're pretty confident that this, while there's been an increase and that's great, there is an awful lot left that um, more that could be done. You know, there's a lot of food left there that is is going to recycling or landfill when it could be redistributed. I mean, there's some, there's some loads of different facts around this, but one that I thought was quite startling is one from the European Food Bank Federation, where they estimate that basically only about 10% of the available food goes to redistribution. So I don't know whether that's the case with Scotland, but certainly there's a lot we can do. And there are barriers. So this is really what we're looking at the kind of how to break down those barriers to redistribution. It can actually be as simple as not knowing about the options available to you. So as one of the things we want to do is, is raise awareness of, you know, or also help with, you know, what are the options available and um, to help the, the business redistribute. There could be confusion around how long food can be redistributed for, if it's been sitting for a while. So recently been promoting a new labeling guidance uh, around food for redistribution and best before dates. And also, you know, there's also, I think, confusion around what rules apply in certain circumstances. So again, we've been producing guidance around that. So there can be loads of different barriers. And this is what we're doing at the moment, looking at and speaking with both manufacturers and other sectors and also redistribution organisations to say, what are the key barriers? And then look at solutions for how how to change things so we can unlock that food.
0: Excellent. That's really good. As with so many policy areas, I think that COVID will make meeting this a real challenge. But in saying that, it's never been more important to support both the food businesses and the communities they serve. So how is Zero Waste Scotland planning to help increase the food redistribution in Scotland? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um yeah, so as I mentioned at the moment we're looking at barriers to redistribution. We've identified a few, as I mentioned already, but it's really about understanding what the main barriers are and then creating solutions together with businesses and redistribution organisations to tackle these. In the short term, one thing that we have done which will help connect businesses with redistribution organisations is setting up this matchmaking service. So very simply we want to be able to connect people with food with those who can receive it where there is no kind of solution in place at the moment from speaking to your members uh, uh, and other people i think there's a real willingness there that it wants for this food to go to people but might not know who to contact also don't have the time to do a big kind of investigation around you know who's in my area mm-hmm. and what what are my options so we want to help with that so we've set up that kind of service where people can phone or email or fill in a form on our website with the food that they have at the quantity and then obviously a few details about the food and where they're at if they're willing to transport it and we'll basically do the rest you know we will tell them what the options are in their area for redistributing this food and also kind of connect them directly or sort of broker relationships if that's what they would like as well so That can help reduce food waste in the short term and redistribute ad hoc food, potential food waste in the short term. But in the long term, this is one of the asks that we've seen both from business and from redistribution organisations. You know, we'd really like to form long term relationships, if you like, with businesses and and communities in our area. So we're really keen to support with that.
0: That's excellent. And I think that point about ad hoc is really important because we know that There'll be production runs at one point that will maybe not go so well and there could be a a printing error on a label and it might be, you know, not a constant supply of something that's surplus because, as you said, it doesn't make business Mm. sense to have constant surplus food. Sometimes I'm about having been away from Zero Waste Scotland for nearly six years now. What else is Zero Waste Scotland doing? It's not just about surplus food, is it?
1: No, of course not. No. So we are responsible for delivering Scottish Government Food Waste Reduction Action Plan, which is all about meeting that ambitious target you mentioned of reducing Scotland's food waste by a third in the next five years. So there's obviously a whole programme here of work. Um, we provide support, offer tools and guidance on how to reduce food waste from occurring in the first place. And that's a key focus. There's also um, tools and support available around looking at circular economy type business opportunities as well to do with food waste. So yeah, loads more information on what we can offer at zerowastescotland.org.uk
0: and we'd love to hear from you. Perfect. I think it's also worth mentioning quickly to listeners out there that perhaps if they're looking at different ways to deal with food surplus and there's not something in their local area it's worth maybe getting in contact with companies like company shop who take manufacturing surplus from all over the uk and, and sell it in their company and community shops some of you may know what, i visited the launch of their community their company shop in uh, paisley last year and i um, was very impressed with the setup there they had some amazing quality Produce. It did look like a fully stocked supermarket. It was fantastic. So they're definitely worth a shout as well if you're if you're looking for that. I wanted to go back to the interesting roundtables. We we had a chat with some food manufacturers this week, and I think it's worth telling listeners a bit about what we found from those. Yeah, really interesting. As I say, it was really heartening as well to see
1: that so many people were interested in talking about this in the first place, with the you know the really busy lives that they lead, and uh, certainly you know current current challenges too so yeah we did t- talk about barriers to redistribution and there were things there around unpackaged foods about food with no labeling or foreign labeling and how to deal with that yeah and we have I, i've since had a conversation with um fair share about this who we are well set up to receive food, uh, large quantities, uh, and also with that kind of labelling problem. So I will, I'm happy to say, I hope I found some solutions to the challenges that we became (laughs) in the sessions. Um, But yeah, it's more than anything. I think it shows for me in terms of my work and our work at Zero Waste Scotland is we need to um, step up in terms of offering the guidance. um, Because there are lots of questions and that's really what we're here to do. To, to say, well, here, here are the here are the things you can do. Here's how you can do this easily. Here are the rules. Um, so that's something that we will be developing as we go on, and also to to discuss with with other kind of partners in this field how we can how we can make things easier for businesses as well. Because clearly they want to redistribute the food, which is great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I was kind of I was I was very heartened by those people who joined the call from food businesses just kind of put back to a point I mentioned before that there's not a constant steady supply of surplus food coming at these businesses it really is when it can be very very ad hoc and also the challenge around the businesses being all over Scotland perhaps being in rural areas not being near a redistribution centre and, and I think there's a lot of good stuff there I think what's really exciting is that you and I have already been in discussions about how we can maybe look at some projects to support some different ways of getting that food to the communities that's needed. So I think that's a kind of watch this space going on there, isn't there? <laughs> Definitely. No, it's very exciting. And transport keeps coming back. It, it can be easy
1: if you're in the central belt, but yes, certainly if you're in the highlands or islands, you know, could we look at innovative ways of getting this food to those who can receive it? That, that comes up again and again. So th- there are definite themes that are coming out of this and having manufacturers and businesses and, and, you know, your members on board will be crucial to really make a difference in this
0: area. Absolutely. So I guess without giving too much away, because we're, st- we're still thinking about these projects, how can people get involved? How do people get in touch with, with you? How do they get involved with the programme? How can they get in contact with the matchmaking service? Well, the matchmaking service, they will find uh, on the Zero Waste Scotland website.
1: So that's uk. Even if you just put in Zero Waste Scotland and matchmaking service, it will come up. And you can also contact us in the food and drink team boo.drink at I would absolutely love to help you um, if we can so don't hesitate to get in touch and yeah hope to engage further with um, your members as our kind of plans and projects develop in this field.
0: Excellent well thank you so much for joining us today Ova um, I know you're really busy and it's, it's really great to catch up Thanks for listening to this podcast from Food and Drink Federation Scotland. You can find out more about our work and if you're a food and drink business, how to join us at fdfscotland.org.uk.